0: Just a few. We have a whole list, a running list of testimonies of things that have happened uh, throughout this year because people have seeded. Now, to me, this is so amazing. But this is also God's word. In the book of Genesis chapter 8 and verse 22, it says, While the earth remains, seed time and harvest time, cold and heat, winter and summer, and day and night shall not cease. I'm talking about God's law here. God's law is this. You're going to have day and night. You and I depend on day and night. Come on, right? You depend on the sun coming up in the morning. I depend on nighttime. You depend on nighttime. We're good with that. We expect it. We expect the sun to go down tonight. And we expect the sun to come up in the morning. Right? We expect winter... To move into springtime and into summer. Right now we complain about being cold. Some of you were whining about how cold it is here. And Eric, our intern, is like, you don't know what cold is. Let me go with you to the east coast. He says, he says Take, go with me to the east coast. I'll show you cold. But for us Californians, it's cold right now. But do you remember just a a couple of months ago, September, it was 103 here. And we were all whining and complaining and waiting. Oh, where's winter? I'm like, wait, I can't wait for winter to come. Right? Right? Come on. Yeah. We expect the seasons to change. We depend on it. We know they're going to happen. We know that there's going to be hot and there's going to be cold. We don't struggle with any of that. The one area that we struggle with a little bit because of lack of knowledge is sowing a seed and expecting a harvest. Sowing a seed and expecting a harvest. That's why we felt it was so important to start listing the harvest that comes in. Because as people sowed seeds... God began to give them harvest. Why is that so important? Because we expect the sun to come up just like I expect that. I should expect a harvest when I seed. Are you awake today? Is anybody here right now awake? Just like you expect the sun to go down and come up, so should you expect a harvest when you sow a seed. That's why... We named off how many people got jobs and promotions. That's why we named off how many people were healed of cancer. That's why we named off how many people got babies were blessed with babies. We can name so many more things that have happened because we expect a seed. when We, we expect that when we sow a seed, we get a harvest. Why? Because it's written right here. It's not a book or a prophecy or, or uh, philosophy. It's... The word of God. He promises it. That's why it's so important. That we expect this. Now here's a tough part about this. When we sow a seed. We sow because we love him. So man, this is a tough part. Because I just finished saying. That when you give. You should expect to receive. Absolutely. The tough part is this. Is now I'm going to tell you. We give. Because we honor him. And we love him. I give to God. Because I love him. I've been giving to God since I was a little boy. My parents taught me to do that. I love him. And if he said give to me. Without telling me he's going to bless me when I tithe. Or without telling me he's going to give me a harvest when I sow. You know what? I'd still give to him. Because I love him. I love God. I love God. I love Jesus. So I give out of a heart of honor. I give out of a heart of love. That's why I give. And if you have not met him in that way yet, get ready because you're going to. You're going to. What? God expects me to tithe? (laughs) Whatever he wants. I love him. What? He wants me to give. wants me to serve. He wants me to be active in ministry. Absolutely. Whatever you want, God. Because you found me when I was lost. Whatever you want, God, it's yes. It's yes. And if you are not at that place yet, you're going to be. Don't worry. And it's a great place to be when you love God that way. When you love him that way. That's a wonderful place to be. And then you find out how good he is. He's a good God. He's a very, very good God. Anybody here agree with that? He's a good God. Yes. Yes, he is. Here's some other highlights I want to share with you about 2017. We saw our biggest crowds ever during the resurrection services we had here. All the way from from both English to our Spanish services, we saw some of the biggest crowds we ever had. Puppet Master, we saw more souls saved than we ever had in Puppet. And craziness about Grinch! My goodness, we estimated close to seven, over seven thousand people here in three days. We turned away every night. Our usher team turned away cars lined up down the street here and lined up down the street that way we just kept waving them on sorry you can't come in can't come in for three nights straight here we put up right now there's about a thousand chairs set up we we put in here close to two thousand chairs with hallways and everything stacked up and uh we we were packed up in the aisles as you know The the craziness about that is I would always ask for the three showings, how many here have never been to our church? And half the crowd raised their hand. So over three nights, about 3,500 people came here to this church for the first time who had never been here. Now, why does that matter? Because we told them about who we are. We are people of all races and all backgrounds and all generations. We told them what we're trying to do. And that is to know God and make him known. They came here to see a cute play called the Grinch. But we gave them Jesus and we told them who we are. The next time they, were, they struggle and we said to them, the next time you go through something, call on us. We're here to help. That's what we do. We're here to help the city. We're here to help the region. Amen? Those are all amazing, amazing things. We saw over 100 people graduate our DNA class. What is our DNA class? Whenever somebody new comes to our church, somebody gets saved, we try to help them. Find Christ and disciple them, and then we get them plugged into our DNA class. In our DNA class, it's every Wednesday night, we meet with them. I'll meet with them, Pastor Carrie, some of the other pastors, Pastor Josh, and we share with them the DNA of our family. Because when people come to us, and even people from other churches, doesn't mean new saved only, but when they come to us from other churches, we want them to learn about us, we want them to know how we do church and how we do things here. And so over 100 people graduated our DNA courses. Now, I'm, that's conservative. I'm thinking it's more like 130 people graduated DNA courses when we include our Spanish ministries and that. So we're, that's, an, that's a tremendous, tremendous thing that took place there. Um, also this year, we set out to connect more and incorporate first-time visitors. Check. We've been doing a good job with that. I'm so happy what we've been, how we've been doing that. We set out to get our Bible college online. Check. We did that. Over 150 students are now in, into this school. This school that was... We've had a school now for 20-plus years. But... About two years ago, maybe two and a half years ago, we decided to take it up a level. Uh, At that time, it was Teresa and Norma, kind of the nuts and bolts with it. Pastor Kerry, Pastor Anna, Pastor Nicole. Now, and and so through the whole thing, we took our school to another level, and now we're at 150 students. Not just here in Manteca. We got 22 students in New York. We got students in Mexico. Students in Washington. We have students, and we're going to begin to see students going global. I believe this. And you know what's so amazing, what I love about this, is we've been graduating interns now for 30 years, like many of you, graduating our internship and our Bible college. But we're now focusing not just on Bible. We're focusing on leadership and counseling, because those are the two areas that this world needs help in, leadership and counseling. And so what I love about that is not only our churches Looking to us for help. And by the way, our our next step is we're going to be helping churches, uh, I believe, nationally. Churches that are going to allow us to allow me, allow my staff to mentor their leaders. And to help them help their pastors. And that's what we're heading towards with this. That we're going to be mentoring other churches, other other, uh, students from other churches. Uh, and so I set a goal. We want to get our school to about 250, and we want to see them from other churches coming in, and not here on campus because they can't be on campus, but online. And so through that online system, we can mentor them and prepare them and help them serve their pastors in a greater way. is that incredible? I mean, I love that. Amen. I love that Pastor Delinda got a job at Ford Motor Company based on our... On our bachelor's degree here. That's incredible. That's incredible. I love that Pastor uh, uh, Dustin got a job at Hartford Insurance... Based on our degree here. I love that Sally. Got a job hired at the county education. San Joaquin County. Based on our degree here. So they're not only recognizing us in the Christian realm. In the biblical realm. In the church realm. But now our degree is also being recognized. Even in the secular realm. And I believe that's going to happen more. And more and more. In these next three, four, and five years. We're excited about that. And one thing I want to give you a little sneak peek at. Um. The colleges of our nation are not like they were when I was, when I was a college student. They're not like that anymore. They're, they're, the values are not like that anymore. The colleges of this nation, you can raise up a young man and a young lady in the Christian values. By the time they get to a secular college, they're now learning values and everything that you taught them was wrong. And you can send your child to to college believing in God, and they'll come home at Christmas vacation doubting everything that you ever taught them. And so we believe that we can help this. We believe that we can help this. So we want to, in this fall, this September of this year, start our full-time college students here on on campus, full-time. And we want to... Bring them in here, and we're going to teach them not just Bible, but we're going to teach them things like respect and honor, etiquette, chivalry. We want to teach them leadership, all these things. We want to help teach them, and we want to prepare them and help them get their their degrees and their bachelor's and their master's degrees and let them see these things. ministries cross over. and So keep that in prayer. We're working those things out right now as I speak, and uh, I'm excited about the next step for our school. This year, we set out to start our grief ministry. Check. We did that under the great leadership of Pastor Josh and, and, and uh, Pastor Angie, our chaplain. Um, she's also a chaplain with Kaiser. But um, every Monday night, while Pastor Gary and his team are having recovery ministry here on Monday nights, and a little class over in the kids area, there is our chaplain Angie having recovery uh, grief shared class. You see, there's many people who lose people. And sometimes it's not easy when a human being leads your life. And sometimes you need help. And I'm so glad that we're able to help. And many of them come from other churches. We had a number of them from the Catholic Church come over. And we helped them cope with the loss of people. And so I'm so proud of that. That took place this year. And we're off and running with that. Very, very excited about that. Amen. Many of our ministries grew this year and were strengthened. And, and uh, our youth ministry, I love the fact I, I, that Pastor Ryan is now coming into his own with really the younger youth now. And listen, younger youth, um, not to mention the older youth. We love them, but they'll be moving on to college soon. But the younger youth, I really see him really making a difference in their lives. And I love that he has my heart. He has my heart. He loves these kids. And I love that. Uh, our Spanish ministry is really growing. Ministry is growing. Couples ministry is, is, is cornerstone, one of the cornerstones of our church, uh, our couples ministry. And I love the fact that when you talk to Sheila and Mauricio, uh, you talk to their team, Howard and Michelle and Freddie and Jeannie, and other, you t- they'll, they'll say, we're not just called here to help the marriages of our church get, get stronger, but we're here to help the community. And it gets tested that that outreach gets tested because sometimes you get couples off the streets and they're like, whoa, man. Yeah, they need help. But that's what we're here to do. Our married couples ministry's here to help. Amen. We're here to help. And I love that. Um, our recovery ministry, as I mentioned, has really grown this year under Pastor Gary and Teresa. Um, I, I hope you come out on a Monday night and just visit to see people who are struggling with addiction be so happy that they have a week sober. That they have a month sober. Or a year sober. To see them so happy that they have five years sober or ten years sober. Uh, When I come, every last uh, Monday night of the month, they have what they call chip night. They get a chip, meaning they completed a year on their birthday. I love coming to that because you just see the brokenness in them. And they're so proud that they've been sober. I'm telling you, you might not understand that because maybe you've never had an addiction. But there's so many people hurting in this country right now. And I'm so proud that we have a ministry that is doing something about the addiction of this country. I'm so proud of them. I'm so proud of them. Yes. Amen. Our women's classes, our men's classes are doing great on Sunday mornings. Um, our discipleship ministries are going, our worship team, I really see our worship team has stabilized to the sense to where now I just see them beginning to blossom and begin to grow, just like they did this morning. This worship was amazing this morning. So, I mean, on and on, our ushers' ministries is growing. So many things are taking place. I'm so proud of all of our ministries. I can't name them all, but I want you to know to everybody's working so hard in this church, you encourage me. You, when I see... You working so hard to make this church amazing, it blesses my heart. It blesses my heart. And everything that we do, we do as unto the Lord, right? We do as unto God. Can you say amen? amen? Well, what about 2018? Well, the Apostle Paul said in verse 12, not that I have already attained. As we go into this next year, I want us as ministries, all of our ministry leaders, I want us to go into this year as if we have not already attained everything. We haven't arrived, by the way, right? We haven't arrived yet. We don't know everything yet. And let's not fake like we do, let's not pretend like we do. We need to walk into this year saying, God, teach me, God, help me. God, let me do better this year as a ministry leader. We aren't perfect at CWC, but we are being perfected. Amen. Can you say amen to that? We are not perfect here at CWC, but we're being perfected. And through and though this isn't though this isn't an excuse for sin, in other words, we're not making excuses for who we are, what we do, and our failures, we're not perfect. We're not perfect here but we're being perfected at this church. Now here's a question in your perfecting in other words in you're getting better or you're getting that's what this word is saying. The apostle Paul says not that I have arrived or have perfected I'm being perfected. In you're being perfected how are you now versus 2016. How's your perfecting in 2017? Are you closer to God today than you were a year ago? It's a good time to evaluate. It's a good time to take a pencil and a paper out and to have a good talk with God. And to be honest. To be honest with yourself. You know something? Um, It's been a tough year. Maybe I'm not as committed as I used to be. Maybe I'm not as on fire as I used to be. This Now's a good time to talk about that, to talk to God about that. How's your perfecting? How are things going? Are you better today than you were a year ago? What a good time to to talk about that. Amen? Come on now. Stay with me here. Every year has its setbacks and its losses. Every year. And 2017 certainly has its setbacks. 2017 has its losses. You know what we do with those losses? We learn from them. We don't live in them, we learn from them. Are you awake? We don't live in our losses, we learn from our losses. That's what I'm encouraging you to do today. Learn from your mistakes. Life can be hard. We know that. Life can be very difficult. We know that. Life can be hard sometimes for no reason at all. I mean, you can be going along thinking everything's good. And all of a sudden something changes. Life is like that. Life happens that way. To no fault of your own. Life is difficult at times. But there's also times that life is difficult Because we make mistakes. Because we're stubborn. Because our mouth gets away with us. Because we do things that we're not supposed to be doing. So when those kind of things happen, we got to learn from those mistakes and not repeat them. Are you listening to now? Listening today. Let's go into this next year looking back only to learn and not to live. I'm not going to live in my mistakes of yesterday. I'm going to learn From my mistakes of yesterday. Not going to live in them. And by the way. My mistakes of yesterday. Can never define who I am today. My mistakes and my failures. Do not define who I am. Only God defines who I am. Only his word defines who I am. My mistakes don't define me. So stop living in them. Stop allowing the devil to remind you how you failed. Stop reminding the devil. Stop letting the devil. He is reminding you of how you failed. Stop letting him do that. Stop letting the devil tell you who he thinks you are. Stop letting the devil tell you that your mistakes say you're this or your mistakes say you're that. Uh. Uh-uh, your mistakes don't define you. God's word defines you. God's word defines you. Mm. Oh, it's easy to live in them, right? Come on, it's easy. We lose confidence when we fail. When life happens and we make mistakes, stupid mistakes, right? My dad would call me Cabezon. You know what that means? What does that mean, Anthony? Chaplain Anthony? Hard headed. -headed. My dad would tap me on the head. Are you listening? Are you thinking? Are you thinking, Gavison? Sometimes we just get hard-headed and we don't learn or listen. But even my times of hard-headedness, they don't define me. Uh, uh-uh, I won't let them define me. God's word defines me. God's plan for my life defines me. You see, when I let my past define me, I stay there. When I let my past tell me who I am, I begin to live in that. And when I live in that, I can't see my blessing. I can't see what God has up ahead. I can't see what God wants to do in 2018 because I'm so messed up by 2017. That's not God. That's not God. That's not God. Are you listening this morning? Sometimes you just got to let him go. You got to let him go. Let go of the heartache. Sometimes you got to let go of the failures. Sometimes you just got to let go of those things that are holding you back. The Apostle Paul says, I'm forgetting those things which are behind me. Oh, Lord. Come on now. He says, I'm forgetting. I choose to forget All of my failures, I choose to forget my trials. I choose to forget my setbacks. I choose to forget the harmful things in my life. And I'm gonna look forward and not backwards. (laughs) Forgetting those things which are behind. There's not a switch in you, God's not gonna flip the switch. Tonight at 1201, flip. 2017's forgotten. That's not how it works. You know that. You got to flip that switch. You got to decide to forget. But it's possible. Otherwise, it wouldn't be in God's Word. It's possible forgetting those things which are behind me. Forgetting those things, all right? Guess what? We're in our last few hours of 2017. You can't go back to tomorrow. You can't go back to September 2017. You can't go back to February. You can't go back to January. There's no way you can do that. So why don't we let yesterday go and forget those mistakes and forget what's happened to us and forget the harmful things that have taken place. And maybe we should be looking towards 2018. Yes, that sounds good to me, too. Mm. Life awaits us in 2018. So I would compel you to march forward, to plow forward, to press forward. That's Apostle Paul's words. He said, I press forward. I push Forward. I'm not looking back. I'm not going back. I'm going forward. You got to determine that. You got to decide that. I'm going to push forward. I'm not going to look back. I'm not going to let go of that plow. Where I set my hands on that plow. I'm plowing forward. I'm not backwards. I don't want to keep looking where I've already been. Huh? I don't want to look where I've already been. I've been there already. I've done that already. I want to see what God has for me ahead. I want to see what God has for me when I go forward. I want to see what blessings await me when I go forward. Letting go those things which are behind me. I march. I plow. I press forward. Forward, church. Forward, troops. Forward, army of God. Not backwards. Forward. Come on. Forward. Come on, somebody. Forward. 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 Forward, take territory. Come on, forward, take territory. Forward, take territory. Forward, take the enemy's territory. Forward, march forward, church. March forward, church. Press on, plow on, march on. God has a blessing waiting for you. Woo. Uh. Grab hold of your victories and build off of your losses. And lastly, this morning, I want to leave you with this. Jesus said, Paul said, I'm going to lay hold. Jesus laid hold of me. He pursued me. I want to pursue him. He said, I want to lay hold of that which was also has laid hold of me. In other words, Jesus pursued me relentlessly. Do you remember when Jesus was pursuing you? Remember? He was relentless. He was relentless. When you were all messed up, He was still pursuing you. When you didn't want Him, He was still pursuing you. When He thought you didn't need Him, He was still pursuing you. You ever been pursued? Some of you have been pursued by the cops. Quit lying. Some of you are like, oh, not me. Come on. Don't be fake. That's fake news. You know you've been pursued. I've been pursued like that. I I ran from the cops. I wasn't saved yet, though. I haven't been pursued or I haven't run from cops since I've been saved. Somebody in the first service gave me a standing ovation for that. Amen. (laughs) But when I wasn't saved, I had a fast car and I was driving down Highway 280 and I was going really fast. And all of a sudden the cops are chasing me. And it came to an off-ramp. I pulled off that off-ramp, the cop went forward, and I was like, yeah, that was like a Happy Days moment. You know, it was like, that was like the Fonz moment. I was so proud of myself. I was only like 17 or 18 years old. But anyway, don't encourage anybody to do that. I don't encourage anybody to do that. Amen. But since I've been saved, I've had my number of tickets since I've been saved. I'm not going to lie to you. But I don't know, try to outrun cops. I mean, if, I, if I'm going to get a ticket, then I broke the law and... I'll pull over, and it's yes, sir, no, sir, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. But some of you all been chased. Good Lord, I know that. And some of you thought, man, then cops don't quit. That's kind of how Jesus is. He never quit. He kept pursuing you and pursuing you. He kept chasing you. He kept chasing you even when you didn't want to be chased anymore. He kept pursuing you even when you didn't want to be pursued anymore. He kept coming after you even when you didn't want anybody to come after you. He kept going after you and going after you and chasing you and chasing you. He kept pursuing you. So the apostle Paul says, maybe I need to pursue him the way he He's pursued me. <sighs> what if we all did that in 2018? What if we all pursued him the way he's pursued us? Woo. Get ready, church. Come on now. Get ready, right? Get ready. Let me tell you what I keep hearing in my spirit. I, I was here this week and it was quiet here. I was, you know, just... The place was just quiet. And I kept writing all kinds of stuff, trying to hear God, I'm writing all these things down. And I got pages and pages. And my staff knows when I get that way, there's a lot of changes that are going to happen. Good changes, though. They're like, oh, Lord. But they're good changes. But I, and as I was, kept writing all these things and goals and visions, one of the goals I have, and I told this, the 9 o'clock service, I want, them, I want that service to grow as big as this service here. And I challenged them to help me do that. And they all submitted to it. They all raised their hands and said, yes, we're going to help. So by this time next year, we're going to take an account of that nine o'clock service. And we're going to say, wow, this church is blowing up in the nine o'clock service. And so, amen. Pray for us. Amen. I know you're part of the 1030 crowd. Pray for us. I'm challenging you. I'm challenging you to pack out this place this time next year on an average Sunday. To pack this place out on an average Sunday. How many will help me do that in this service? Come on now. Yes. I'm challenging the Spanish to do the same. I'm challenging the Spanish to get out of the powerhouse. And to come in here at 1 o'clock. Because they're blowing up. How many believe that's going to happen? Yeah. So you know what the Lord keeps whispering in my ear? You shall see it. Has God ever whispered anything in your ear? You're like, huh? What did you just say? And I'm glad that nobody was here because I was doing a lot of talking to God by myself this week. You would have thought I was nuts if you were walking from the outside in. But it was like, what? I just felt the Holy Spirit saying to me over and over again, you shall see it. And then he brought me back to the prophetic word for this year as we started the year off. And he remember the floodgates. He was showing us open floodgates. Remember that? He was showing us new discoveries. He was showing us how trees were falling over and old mindsets were falling over. He was showing us all these things. And then he says to me, you're going to see it. Listen to me. That prophetic word, let it be on you. You're going to see it. You're going to see your finances blessed. You're going to see your body healed. You're going to see your son saved. You're going to see your marriage healed. Whatever it is you've been praying for. The Holy Spirit is saying yes. You're going to see it. You're going to see it. Are you ready to see it in 2018? You know what I've been saying for many years now. If you're going to see it. You have to see it. You got to first see it here And hear if you're going to see it. Come on, stand to your feet this morning, church. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I want you to take a moment. We're going to just... We're not going to make an altar call because I want I don't want this to be one big altar call this morning. And I want you to take an account of the year. Not of your finances, of your family, or your job, whatever. All those things matter, but not at this moment. I want you to evaluate yourself. How's your perfecting? How's your growth with God? How's your 2017 been between you and him? Between you and him. Come on, do that now in the name of Jesus. All over this place, do it now. (sighs) Do it now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, do it now. Yes, 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 yes. Do it now. Hmm. And while you're doing that, let me say that there's no condemning going on right now because you're not where you want to be, but you're definitely not where you used to be. You're definitely not where you used to be. Choose greater... Choose greater and just declare it God, I want to be closer to you this next year. When I do my evaluation in 2018, December 31st, 2018, I want to be able to say, Yes, yes, I made strides towards you, God, this year. I'm not where I want to be, but I'm not where I was either. Come on. I challenge you right now, in all of your getting, in all of your planning and all of your resolutions, let him be the first one on that list. I want to get closer to God. I want to get closer to God. I want to get closer to the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Yes. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. And I just release this word upon you in the name of Jesus that God has a great plan for your life. There are great blessings waiting for you in 2018. Don't be afraid, the Lord says. Don't be afraid of the trials and the tribulations, for I will be with you. I'll be with you. Don't worry about them, says the Lord. Prepare yourself, for you shall see. Prepare yourself, for you shall see your blessing. Prepare yourself, for you shall see your blessing. And So let that be a word for you. Don't be afraid of the trials and the tribulations, because whatever happens in 2018, the Holy Spirit's saying, I will be with you. I will be with you. I will be with you. So prepare yourself for blessing right now in the name of Jesus. Prepare yourself for blessing in your family. Prepare yourself for blessing in your finances. Prepare yourself for blessing in your physical body. You've been praying for a healing. You're going to see it. You're gonna see it. You're gonna see see it. You shall see it. You shall see it. You shall see it. Come on. Say it. I'm going to see it. I'm going to see it. Tell your friend next to you. You're going to see it. You're going to see it. In the name of Jesus. Prophesy to them. You shall see it. You shall see it. Prophesy to them. You shall see it. Prophesy. You shall see it. You shall see it. In the name of Jesus. You shall see it. Woo! There's a lot of prophetic happening right now. All over this place. You shall see it. There's a lot of hap- lot of turbul a lot of disturbance in the atmosphere right now. The Holy Ghost is stirring things up. Are you ready for a great year? Are you ready for a great year? Are you ready to plow forward? Are you ready to press forward? Are you ready to 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 press forward? Come on! How many are ready to press forward in 2018? I pray that you have a wonderful new year. I pray that you stay safe in whatever you're going to do. And know it's not the culture of this church to be involved with alcohol. Just saying it straight. It's not the culture of this church to be involved in alcohol. Have a sober, sane, safe new Year's, And may the Lord bless you. And I will see you next year prayer. Rob and Teresa. Wow. Hi. I haven't seen you. God bless you. Amen. Good to see you. Shake someone's hand before you leave. First time visitors right over there. If you're a first time visitor, we'd love to meet you right under that exit light right there. Pastor Kerry's there already. First time visitors right over that way.